Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Okay. All set to go here. Where are the... Why are all the cords? You know, Reg, part of the job is to uh, prepare the recording area for the talent. I think that's in your job description, isn't it? It's not just hitting those buttons, which are key, which are important. Don't, don't, don't get me wrong. You provide a important and necessary service there's no question value that you bring is um is tantamount to success of this podcast but um but i also believe that uh, you know section 3a part part b also says to um to prepare the recording area for the talent with headphones and chairs and microphones and everything it's so you just sort of slip right in and boom it's a it's a comfortable area no wasting of time and off we go right uh, just saying you know a few tangled wires here that sitting on my chair which i could have sat on and then who knows what could happen anyway <laughs> First world problems, right? <laughs> Not trying to be a diva at all. Just you know, you know, no one likes to walk into a sloppy place. At least I don't. So anyway, whew, got rid of that uh, little. <laughs> Did that sound arrogant? I hope it didn't. No, it's just you know, I don't know how to, to be honest with you. I don't know how to correctly. The reason I say this, in all honesty, I don't know how to correctly you know engineers and producers and things uh you know how to correctly at least the good ones i've noticed they know how to correctly untangle wires and that's not an easy thing and also not only to how to untangle them but how to untangle them in such a way that you do not harm them because i you know being not schooled in the art of wires very often, you know, if you keep moving a certain kind of cable or wire a certain way and then it gets loose and then suddenly the connection isn't as tight and then the wire is no good. The cable is no good. And uh, But I've noticed that the real pros, the engineers and producers, they not only can untangle, but they also can... Um, they, you, you guys, you guys treat those wires with 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 a, with a delicacy um, to make sure. Whereas we we laymen just grab and pull and tug, and that's when those cables get worn out or the connection gets loosened inside, and then you have to get a new cable, and that's no fun because you don't usually have five you know cables just waiting to be used. So I say that not only because I have to try to battle with these the, the, the cables here, these wires, but also I might be doing some harm to them. So I'd rather have a professional, you know, have it all set up and nice so that I don't have to falunk through it and not only uh, take twice as long as you would probably to untangle them, but also maybe do some harm to the cable. So that's the only reason I bring that up. Now, how was that a nice spin, huh? Did I save that? Was that a nice save? Did I? <laughs> anyway, okay, let's go. Put it in the book, episode number 332, 332, and I'll give you the uh, the three S's, and I'll give you the, the intro, and you give me the music, and we'll get started here. Ready? Here we go. Star, smile, strong. Three, two, one. Hey, it's Elton Jim Toronto, and this is Captain Podtastic. And welcome to another episode of Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic. 
Every Monday, a new episode is posted at WGNRadio.com or wherever you go to find your favorite podcast. We are there. Don't forget to rate and subscribe to this podcast. But more importantly, get out there and do some legwork for me. Send a message. Send an email. Send anything. Send a text. Send a smoke screen to anybody that you know that listens to podcasts. Post it on your Facebook page. Post it on your Instagram page. Craig does it all the time. Thank you, Craig. Telling everyone that your favorite podcast is Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic, and it should be theirs, too. That extra effort, that loyalty, that devotion. Oh. It's what makes me get up in the morning, folks. Also, if you like what you hear, go to said WGNRadio.com. Go to the podcast section. Hit the prompt for this podcast, Elton Jim's Captain Podcastic. And you will be inundated with podcasts from the past. Now, somebody did say that uh, they, they, they may not go as far back as the first one. I just think it's just a storage program, but there's a problem. But there's many back there. There's many, many back there. They, they go back at least two years, I'm sure, if not more. So you can find all those podcasts uh, from the past. As I always say, listen to the past so you can be in tune with the present and the future. Because a lot of times I'll talk about things today as follow-ups or callbacks or updates on what I've talked about in the past. So it's good to um, stay updated. And thank you once again for your loyalty. Some of you have been around since day one. That's amazing. I've been around since day one, so I hope that um, a few of you have as well. And, And here we are on day or podcast 332. 332. 332. Wow. So uh, it is officially October, and now is the time um, that I think we can start to call it autumn, to call it fall. There was a time um, in my D, literally, you know, this is not political about global warming, but we can, I think we can. I I I I I don't have any um disagreements that 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 our our weather is changing. I don't think there's any question about that. You can um but I just, I just wonder about the causes. I I don't think that um we once again I think in our um in our arrogance in man's arrogance feel in some sense that um that we really control this planet. We have that arrogance about us. It goes back to biblical times. It's probably that's where it got first ingrained in us, where there was this foolish, uh, you know, notion was put forth that uh, man had domain over the animals. No, we don't. And man does not have domain over the earth either, uh, or anything. We are subservient to the uh, to nature. And I think we learned that, especially now, look at in the last week or so, what happened um, with uh, Hurricane Ian blasting through the uh, the Atlantic and Cuba and Florida. Um, whenever we get cocky about our dominance over this planet, uh, on a daily basis, the planet reminds us who's in charge. Although, you must say, I, I was talking about space a few podcasts ago. And interestingly enough, um, you know, we're out there, right? We just, you know, sending things up there. And, and did you hear about this this recent thing where they they actually blasted a an asteroid on purpose with a spacecraft to knock it off its course? And so the goal here. Um, don't forget, we are so we don't even realize we wake up every day. And we just assume that the sun will be out, and uh, and another day will go by, and it's been and it's been that way for a couple billion years. So we certainly have time on our side. We certainly have history on our side to think that. 
But uh, we are very vulnerable as a planet, and we also know that this planet has been hit in the past with asteroids. It's 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 inevitable. There there are you know there are there are asteroids and things floating around in the galaxy that are that are just spiraling and floating and flying and falling and uh, and and we are. We sometimes are in the path that there, there are theories that uh, the ice age was formed or happened because um, of an asteroid hitting the earth so hard that it created such a, a, a dust. We were hit with such force that it, it blocked the sun so much so that the glaciers formed and they're still around and of course the prevailing theory is that once again um an asteroid hit the earth and that probably was why the dinosaurs were became extinct because they they, there was such a a, a, this asteroid apparently hit the earth so hard with such force that it, it, it it created a cloud throughout the whole atmosphere and and poisoned the um the breathing, the air, so much so that the dinosaurs died. That's the prevailing theory. But anyway, they knocked out a, they knocked an asteroid off course, much like the film Armageddon, if you remember that movie, to help save the Earth in case there is a time. We now we can track. We do find out. We do know when asteroids are on the way. And every time, every so often, you will hear a story that there's an asteroid coming within, you know. X amount of miles of the earth and thankfully it misses but there might be some day when it's coming right on track sometimes randomness becomes very specific it's an amazing picture i don't know if you've ever seen it if you want to go on facebook you can but talk about the odds this is the talk about okay this is this is this is an example of the odds of something happening, but with two moving objects at the same time coming together in 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 a in a a space that's so open and wide that there's no reason to think that these two things would ever uh, intersect, and yet they did. And uh, I, I know this; I'm sure it's on face on um, on YouTube. But several years ago, um, I don't know if it was a. A, a, a actual game or a, a, a preseason game, but in baseball there was a, a pitcher named Randy Jones, and he used to throw in the up, upwards of nineties into the hundreds on a regular basis. He threw very hard. Um, and uh, and he was uh, he was pitching in a game. And when he pitched the ball, is it Randy Johnson now that I'm thinking about? Not Randy Jones. There was a yeah, Randy Johnson is the pitcher, right? Yeah, Randy Johnson. I'm sorry. Yeah, Randy Johnson was the pitcher, and um, I believe at the time he was either on Seattle or Arizona. I'm not sure, but he um, he's a big, tall, lanky guy. He said he threw close to a hundred miles an hour, and. Uh, and he pitched the ball. No, forget the the mound is what sixty feet six inches away. And talk about perfect timing. He pitched the ball to the plate, and at the same exact time that the ball was approaching the batter, a bird was flying by. And not only was he flying across the in front of the batter between the pitcher and the batter. But talk about perfect timing. The ball, as it was approaching the batter, hit the bird, and the bird exploded. <laughs> it's the craziest picture you ever saw. It's, it's kind of sad, but this bird is just take minding its own business flying there's i mean now this bird had so much room to fly he's outdoors at a baseball park right he has everywhere to fly this is my point um it's like space and an asteroid and our planet 
there's all space happening, and there's all these asteroids floating and flying and zipping around, and there's all this room, and and yet they hit other planets, and they've hit Earth in the past. We're pretty sure, at least. And it's the same thing here. This bird could have flown anywhere in that park, outdoor park. There's, that's all there is, is air. And that bird flew right in front. And not only did he fly right in front of the batter, but the timing was such that the ball hit the bird as it was crossing in front of the batter and the, the plate as the pitcher threw Randy Johnson through the ball. And boom, it was a... He, he, if Randy Johnson tried to do that, if they had the ball, if they had the bird in a cage to the left and and they released it a million times, he never would have hit the bird. Impossible. But by complete accident and by complete coincidence, at this point, that bird and the ball, the timing, they intersected at the exact moment. And the ball hit the bird going 100 miles an hour, and it just, all you saw was feathers explode. So that's my point, is that it can happen. It's not likely, but it can happen. And so, wow, they, so the people at NASA sent up this spacecraft to deliberately crash into an asteroid to knock it off its course. Not because it was coming at the Earth. This was just a test just to see if we could create a spacecraft to generate enough power to knock an asteroid out of its path if it was coming toward the Earth. So there are times when we we can be proactive and do things like that. But my original point was that uh that nature is 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 in charge here we're just occupants so i don't doubt there's no question that the and i'm going to the reason i'm talking about know <laughs> how i got from the weather to space i'm really talking about my point about the whole thing here is about how the fall is getting warmer every year how september is now warm and I got into space and asteroids. Wow, how about that? How's that for a detour, folks? But I'll get back. I told you, if you listen long enough, you know. I may I may take little detours. I may take the, the road less traveled sometimes. But I find it back to the main path. So I'll get there. So that's my point. Um, we, we have uh, certainly the capabilities of affecting our planet in, in certain ways. But... Uh, I have no question that our our climate is changing. We've seen the climate change on this planet in the past. As I said, we know there was an ice age. We know that. The planet is constantly adapting. And we've got 8 billion people on this planet. And it's never had 8 billion people on it before. So my view is that it's adapting to the reality of so many people using so many of its resources. It, you know, at the, at the heart of, of any life and, and nature is life. The galaxy is life. We are, we are encoded with a survival instinct. Animals, humans, plants, the earth, the universe, the galaxy, it, it's all tied together. And at the, at the basic core of it all is survival. And so the, the planet is just doing what it has to do to survive based on the circumstances it finds itself in. I'm not denying that we are contributing to some extent, but I don't think that we that that our flying in planes or or other things like that are having the this the, the detrimental effect, the ultimate detrimental effect uh, 
as the sheer number of people and the resources that that this planet has to uh, compensate for just for having that many people on it. We take up space. We take up oxygen. We 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 uh, we give out carbon dioxide or carbon monoxide. Which one is it? I'm not sure. It was okay in science, but not great. But my point is, I think it's the sheer number of people on this planet that is forcing and 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 making. Uh, a, 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 a substantial impact on our climate change. There's no question that what we also do may have, may contribute, right? For every action, there's a reaction. I'm not denying that either. But I honestly don't think that our flying the planes or, or doing these other things that, um, that people are talking about are going to have if we stop those, uh, you know, or, or, or significantly curtail them. I don't think it's going to change uh, our weather transformation that's happening now. I think this this planet is reacting the way it is now because we have more people on it than ever before, and it and that's the main thing. So. Uh, the real goal, if you want to talk about it, is not having less planes, it's having less people. <laughs> but I, there's no question, I think, you, you can't, there's no question. You look at what's uh, the severity of storms and the, um, the, 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 the way the seasons are changing and the way those, those seasons used to change at specific times and now they're changing differently, the way we're having... Uh, these heat spells, and we also have big cold spells too, but not as many as we used to. I, when I was a little kid, I mean, we used to have some major winters. I mean, it was it was freaking cold, man. And we've had we've had we've had some cold ones, but we used to have them every year for decades, and that hasn't happened in a while. Consistently, the consistency of our weather is what's changing. That's what's throwing us all off, is our con- the consistency. Our weather used to be much more consistent. It's now much more inconsistent. As I said, as, as the planet tries to cope with, I believe, the population of people on this planet. And what we need to survive. Not the luxuries. I'm sure the luxuries are are contributing, but not in as great as just what we need as people to survive. Food, atmosphere, space, our basics are what I believe are contributing to the, the, the planet adapting its its weather adapting to that to, to that many people needing those basic things so if you want to you know everybody's talking about you know planes and all these different things that are you know carbon footprints and all that yes contributing but i think it's it's so minuscule compared to and i don't think anybody wants to say that because you're basically then saying we need to have less people, and so what does that mean? That could mean sterilization. That could mean you know a bunch of different things. Especially in today's world, you know, in the United States here about abortion. So nobody wants to say, hey, you know, there's too many people in the world. Stop having kids. That's not that's not uh, that's not going to fly. So we have to look for well, what else? You know, well, we, we can't stop that. So then what do we, um, what else can we look at? And so we look at these other factors, which may have some impact, but not as much as the sheer number of people on this earth. So that's my view of it. I just think the, the planet is, is reacting and adapting to having 8 billion people on it. 
for the first time. I don't think this planet was devised to have that many people. If you look at history, uh, there were always, like even this COVID thing, you know, you know, we have come so far with, with uh, medical technology, vaccines and, and other, you know, medical procedures. So we're all living longer. We weren't supposed to live that long. I've heard some studies or some, some scientists say that basically, some doctors say that basically the human body is probably meant to last for about 40 or 50 years at the most. We've extended the life almost now. There's many people living to 100. We've certainly expanded it to, to the 80s and the 70s and the 90s and even some cases 100 in some cases. But the way the human body is, 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 is really so. So there should also there, there you know, in, in terms of that, there would you know, if that's the way the, the 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 perfect system was for the earth in terms of its weather and, and, and nature and and man's connection to it. Uh, in the in in this in, in a nice synergy of of man inhabiting this planet and the planet still um, being able to be livable, uh, if it, there would be a, a major churn, if everybody lived to be thirty or you know forty or fifty, you wouldn't have eight billion people. We're gaining people all the time. People are always going to keep making people, right? We know that. That's in our DNA too, right? That's our survival instinct to keep the perpetuation of the species. So that's part of it. But the human body wasn't meant to be around. So even though we were always creating more to make sure we're around, they weren't supposed to last 100 years. They were supposed to last 40 years or 50 years. So it would be a constant churn. But now the numbers are out of whack. We're still having the same number. But the same number or percentage aren't dying. And so that's why the numbers keep going up. And so I believe that that's why the planet is changing because it is adapting. It always has adapted. That's, that's part of the earth. It has always adapted. And now it's adapting to a new phenomenon that's ever had before of 8 billion people and counting on it. Long answer to <laughs> to my original point is it's hotter in fe- in September than it used to be. <laughs> That's what the last half hour has tried to uh, explain. <laughs> That's where I started. Wow, it's really hot in September now, isn't it? When I was younger, when August was done, it was almost as if you turned a switch. And once September started, it got cool. When, I, when we went to school after Labor Day, we, and I don't know if this is just my own memory of it, but I believe it to, I would love to go back and, and look at the average temperatures. But it just seems to me that it was not 70s and 80s and 90s in late September and early October at times, which is what we have now. So summer is really extending, and at least here in Chicago, it, 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 in the, this is where I live, in the Midwest, it's extending, and then it's, it's dropping off so quick. We go, we, our, you know, autumn, fall is my favorite time, and yet uh, it's, it's two weeks because summer is extending, but then the winter has to come, and so it just drops off the map, and we drop 30 degrees. A couple weeks ago here in Chicago, it was 90 on, on, a, on a Monday, and by Thursday, it was 60. That's 30 degrees in a couple of days. And then it went up again into the 70s. When I remember, I remember going to school, and you were wearing a jacket in September. When you went to school, summer was over maybe a week or two, but not extending throughout the month and into October. It was cold. It was, it was, it was fall. The leaves were falling. They were falling for a long time. 
And here we are in October, and it's still 70s here in Chicago. So there's no question uh, that the, 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 the weather has changed. But, and so it makes it even harder now to enjoy the fall and all those autumnal um, traditions that you might have, that we used to have. Now, one thing, because it's still hot, you forget. I mean, I don't know about you, but I mean, it was it, it has been so warm in September now for the last four or five years that you don't even realize it. And then you re, you, you look at the at the calendar, you're like, "Whoa, it's it's the last week of September. It it just seems like it's August still." And you do notice that the days are getting shorter, and all of a sudden you, you, it hits you. But if you just look at outside, the sun is out and it's it's warm. It's not autumn yet in september anymore to think that 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 um that autumn now is in september is is not true you know there's there's a couple of ways there's the the equinox of you know mid-september late september the 22nd and then there's meteorological which is actually september 1st when autumn starts well that's crazy september 1st it's 90 degrees those days are over. They don't have to change that designation. And like I said, here we are in October, and it's in the 70s here in Chicago. That's not autumn weather. Autumn weather is like 50s and 60s. And we've had a little of that, but not a lot. But I love the fall. I love that. That's my weather. And uh, I love the, the, the changing of the, the, the leaves. I love the you know the colors of the trees. I love the Christmas in the air. And over the last ten or fifteen years, I've really come to love the pumpkin spice. And my gosh, now you know how Christmas starts early every year, earlier and earlier. My gosh, you know Hallmark has the uh, the ornaments out in uh, in July for Christmas, and. Uh, you know, once once uh, once Halloween is done, Christmas stuff is going to go up in all the stores. You know, November first, Christmas stuff will be up. People are, you know, the the Christmas stores are. That's when they're selling places that sell artificial trees and stuff like that. Their biggest month is November. If you buy an artificial tree, if you buy a real tree, you probably wait a little later because you want it to stick around for Christmas. But if you if you uh, buy an artificial tree, you buy your tree in November, you put it up in December, and it's up for a while because you don't have to worry about the, the needles falling off. So fall is, 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 is getting, is getting uh, consolidated here every year, not only by the weather, but also by the calendar and by, you know, the, the, uh, the stores selling their stuff because Christmas stuff sells much more. You know, every, everybody likes to have some, you know, some gourds, you know, some leaf types of things, you know, around the house or outside, some hay, you know, some haystacks on your porch and things like that. But it's the Christmas decorations that are the money makers. But I love the fall. And as I said, one thing that has, while the decorations might not uh, be around as long and the weather might not be as autumnal, uh, what does officially introduce the autumn is the introduction of the limited edition pumpkin spice food products and this year i mean it's usually it was like around october like right now they would start right you know because it's it's you know the whole pumpkin thing you know with 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 halloween but now it's in september it's early september running through thanksgiving and farther and and it's pumpkin everything, which is great for me because I love pumpkin spice. I love pumpkin pie. I love all this pumpkin stuff. I love the taste of that. I just love it. And so if the weather doesn't get me in the mood, the pumpkin spice things do. And my gosh, I don't know about you, if you notice, if you're a pumpkin fan, 
you may notice it. If you're not, you, you, you still might notice it just through osmosis. But for those of us who are pumpkin spice fans, this is a celebration of the scent of the seasons. My gosh, it's pumpkin time. And it's everywhere. I've already seen it popping up in the stores. Uh, the most obvious for me, I got some talk about overload. So, la- I mean, if you you know, if you listen to this podcast, I love uh, Glade or air fresheners, right? And so, my favorite, some of my favorite scents are, of course, cashmere woods, and then I've like um, crispy waters which is another one, and I, uh, Cherry Blossom and Peonies has been another favorite. But still, Cashmere Woods is, is the perennial. That's the one that's, uh, I mean, that's, that's my, my, my go-to scent, if you will. But when it comes to the holidays and early October, so it started now. If you come to my house, the Cashmere Woods gets put away until pretty much January. Because we're doing, in the spray of the house now, on October 1st, I, I, that's how I use it, you know, October 1st. Even though fall might start in late September, I go by, by October. To me, that's, that's kind of like autumn and that's, you know, Halloween month and everything. So October 1st, I put away the cashmere woods probably until the beginning of the year. And maybe a little after, until after I take the Christmas stuff down, usually by the first week of January. And my 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 home scents are of the seasons. So I will go October and uh, November, you know, Thanksgiving, all of October and in and, and the day of Thanksgiving, I will be having the pumpkin spice glade. Comes in an orange can. You can't miss it. At the end of the season last year, I bought about. They were on, you know, they're on sale. I tried to get rid of them, so I bought them from last year. For this year, I bought about seven or eight or nine. My wife didn't know that I that I had hoarded some. She saw them on sale a couple of weeks ago, preparing for the October date when we would start using that. And she bought about seven or eight. So we have like, we probably have close to, I have to count. I think we have close to 20. <laughs> so this, we are going to be in no, uh, we are going to have pumpkin uh, spray from now till Thanksgiving. Pumpkin spice Glade spray. I get it at Target. Once again, I don't get anything from Glade. I'm just telling you, that's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great scent. And it's cheap too, so you don't have to. Because some of these things, like Febreze, some of that stuff is like four ninety nine, crazy. And that's fine if you're gonna get one. If you just want to, but if you're if you're a heavy duty Glade sprayer like I am, you need to get bulk. You need a can, you know, a week if not more. So uh, I'm glad that Glade is both cheap and it smells good. <laughs> but. Uh, but yeah, so we are we are we are locked and loaded for the fall now. We will be in um, in total pumpkin spice scent glade spray in this house. You walk into this house in October, November, and it will smell like you know a card shop <laughs> or a Christmas store. It'll have that holiday smell to it, but. As soon as Christmas, as soon as uh, Halloween's done, then we shift into the the pine smell for all of of the for the last week of November, all of December, and the first week of January. Another six weeks or so, six or seven weeks. We are in full pine mode, and Glade sells a great pine. It's, it comes in a green uh, bottle. And it it it's it smells great, and I love the smell of that pine in the house. But right now, uh, it's October, and October first, we made the switch. Cashmere Woods is uh, is on the back burner for until the you know 
after the first week of January. So right now we are in pumpkin spice scent. And then after Thanksgiving, day after Thanksgiving, we are into pine scent. But I love the pumpkin spice stuff. That's the first thing that hits me is, is, you know, I've got the glade there. But my gosh, if you look around, if you go to the store these days and you watch television, the commercials, there's pumpkin this and pumpkin that. Dairy Queen was one of the first out with a with a pumpkin pie blizzard. And uh, a lot of uh, fast food places like that also have pumpkin shakes. Now, I don't know. Portillo's used to make a really good pumpkin shake, but I don't know if they have it. They didn't have it last year. I haven't, and I went online. I don't know if they have it this year, but they made a good pumpkin shake. I've got to try Culver's because I would think that Culver's has has to have some good. (laughs) Excuse me. Sorry about that. Um, I don't have a sneeze button. (laughs) Uh, Culver's, I think I've had their pumpkin, um, you know, frozen custard, which is good. But I went online to see, well, what am I, then about a couple weeks ago, It started in late September and goes through October, I think. Krispy Kreme introduced a whole line of autumnal donuts and sweets with maple and pumpkin and uh, apple fritters. I mean, my gosh, I love the apple cider donuts. Oh, I just love the fall stuff. So I love the apple cider stuff and I love the pumpkin stuff. So... Got to go to Krispy Kremes. I never get Krispy Kreme donuts, but I think I'm going to have to go there for these because those there's just some of these donuts they have are they just sound crazy. Maple, which is great, um, a, f- a couple of pumpkin, I think. But uh, but I went online and oh my gosh, the pumpkin list of products now there it, it, you know it's been growing little by little, but now. It is full metal pumpkin stuff. I don't know how easy it's to find. I'm I'm going to go to the store now this week and hunt down some of these. But I might have to go online and order some and taste those. My gosh, they they have a I went online and there was a story about 32 new or existing pumpkin based products. 32. You know, October's only 31 days. But you know, but you can go through, you know, the pumpkin stuff. I love pumpkin pie, and of course, you have pumpkin pie on uh, on Thanksgiving. So really, it's it's a two month, it's a sixty day deal. So you could, you know, thirty one products, and there's probably more. I'm gonna I'm gonna really go out on a on a mission now, because I'm sort of in this pumpkin mode. But some of these things I'd never seen or heard of, and haven't seen at the store yet. So I have to take a look for them. But if you are a pumpkin fan, just be. Uh, you know, just know that uh, Chobani yogurt has uh, a new pumpkin spice flavored yogurt. Now, here's the other thing, too. It's already started because I've gotten them. One of my favorite yogurts. I love yogurt. And one of my favorite yogurts that I discovered a couple years ago. And now when I go to the store, I literally buy all of that are in there. <laughs> when I go, there are no more pumpkin uh jars i buy in the, there's a yo play comes in those glass jars you know and they have a pumpkin caramel yogurt that is so good and especially if they're on sale like two for for three dollars i if they have 10 in there i will buy all 10 <laughs> I mean, they must the 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 store when they're stocking going. Whoa, that thing's a hot seller. Yeah, it's me. If I if 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 you're if you're after me, uh, you know you better if you see me in the store, you but and you like that pumpkin caramel um, yogurt, you better get there before I get to the yogurt uh, section because they'll be gone. <laughs> and I've already I've already bought those already. Those were in late September. Now I haven't seen a lot of the pumpkin pie ice cream which is surprising i thought maybe it'll be be closer to november because people will buy that for thanksgiving dinner so i'm not sure when that stuff comes out but i know that kemp's made some and Edie's used to make it but i haven't seen it lately but apparently chobani has um a pumpkin spice that i might have to try here's a cool one that i never thought about jello pudding 
Did Bill Cosby ever have pumpkin spice jello pudding? Mm, I don't think he did. The pumpkin spice jello pudding. <laughs> I might have to try that one. Now, there's a bunch of those creamers, if you like coffee, that have the pumpkin spice. I'm not a coffee drinker, so that I wouldn't get. Um, there's this um, there's this gelato called Talante, and they have a pumpkin pie, which I have had, and which is pretty good. They actually have some crust in it, and I think that's what the... Um, what the Dairy Queen Blizzard has in it. It has pumpkin spice and cinnamon and chunks of uh, of like pie crust. So it's a pumpkin pie blizzard. And this Talante um, gelato has a layer. They, it has, I think it says caramel in it, and it has the pumpkin uh, gelato. But then it also has like a layer or two of like um, of pumpkin crust, like pie crust. It's really good. Uh, what else was on there? Oh, Oreos. Oreos. The cream in the Oreo is pumpkin spice. That's got to be good. I'm going to have to look for that. They have Kind bars. You know Kind? I, we like those uh, granola Kind bars. I really like the dark chocolate uh, one. But uh, they've got one that has... Pumpkin spice and almond with caramel. I don't know how it's easy to find that one. I haven't seen it, but I'm going to look for it. They have a pumpkin spice Kit Kat bar. How about that? This one sounds really good. Pepperidge Farm. They make really good cookies. They have pumpkin cheesecake cookies. And they also have those Milano, those Italian cookies. I think Pepperidge Farms make those too. And a pumpkin pumpkin spice Milano cookie in addition to the um, pumpkin cheesecake cookie by Petbridge Farm. Wow. Holy smokes. How good does that sound? Here's one that's interesting that I haven't seen. Pumpkin Twinkies. Now, you know, that has to be good. Pumpkin Twinkies. Wow, I don't know where the pumpkin is, but that sounds pretty good to me. The crackers, the goldfish crackers, they have they have, they've partnered with Dunkin Donuts to have pumpkin spice graham cracker, you know, goldfish graham crackers. Now that has to be good too. So I mean, I'm I'm so obsessed with pumpkin spice. Last year, a friend of mine's wife, you know, as I was talking about, I love pumpkin, I love pumpkin, and she turned me on to a Trader Trader Joe's pumpkin body butter. You know, like a like a, a moisturizer. So now that it's fall, you know, your skin starts to get dry. Uh, I'm using that on my hands. So if you you know when I'm coming down the street. No more of the Yves Saint Laurent Laome scent. You're going to smell my hands, my pumpkin spice hands, which keeps my my callous-free hands as soft as a baby's bottom. (laughs) But, yeah, you could smell me coming a mile away because I've got the pumpkin spice hands. I saw saw a, uh, a statistic that in 2018, pumpkin spice products made like $600 million dollars and then in 2019 and 2020, that went up 45%. So there's there's money uh, connected to this. That's why everybody is just putting pumpkin spice into uh, special edition products. And then the other thing I learned is that in the pumpkin spice flavor, there really isn't a lot of pumpkin. There's more spice. And we've come to, I guess, associate the, the 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 spice taste with the pumpkin spice, but really, apparently, there's not a lot of pumpkin flavor in pumpkin spice. It's more spice, but I don't care. I love it. And so I am definitely going out on uh, this week, especially, because now I would think it's October, so things are officially fall now, right? So I'm going to I'm going to dabble. I don't know how many of these things I'm going to wind up getting. 
But man, that jello pudding sounds good, doesn't it? Uh, the ice cream is always good. The gelato is good. The Oreos sound really good. Man, I'm just looking at some of these other things here. That uh, some that I, I might not get. Now, once again, there's a lot of um, you know, lot a lot of the you know Starbucks and stuff like that. Uh, there's some that you know. There's some um, companies that have. Oh, oh. There's. Uh, oh my God, how great is this? This one is one I might have to really look for. <laughs> Pillsbury makes a cookie dough to make pumpkin cookies, but the best part of it is that the cookie dough. You know, a lot of times you're not supposed to eat cookie dough. It's got eggs in it, and it could get. You know, so you shouldn't really eat the cookie dough. You know, even when it's made or even when it comes in a big tub, you really shouldn't eat that unless it says, you know, cookie dough, edible cookie dough. So they must not put as much or they don't put eggs, whatever it is. But that's a great thing about this Pillsbury pumpkin cookie dough is that you can eat it. They're, they're, they, they, they know us pumpkin fanatics. You know, yeah, the cookies are probably good, but the dough is better. And so uh, this pumpkin dough, pumpkin Pillsbury pumpkin cookie dough, you know, you can make the cookies, which I'm sure are fine, but you can also eat the dough and not get sick. So my gosh, I might have to look for that. I might have to spend a little more time at the health club than I usually do because it sounds like, um, I mean, my mouth is watering at some of these things. And it's, and once again, you know, it's such a short little window that we don't have these pumpkin things all year. And, it, and, they're, and they're limited edition and they're hard to find. So you don't really get to get all of them. But I, I thought, let me go online and just see, you know, what what is there? And wow, did I find a ton of stuff. So I'm starting to make my list and check it twice. And for me, it also helps to get you in to the mood. So I've got the pumpkin spice aroma in my house with my spray. And I've, um, I've already got a few various little things that I, have, that I have, even right now. I mean, I'm very content with, you know, my, my, my pumpkin caramel yogurt. Um. I'm not going to sit there and you know and have all this stuff every day. I might, you know, try the little pudding one time. I'm not going to have a ton of pudding, but I just it does. Isn't it amazing how food does help us get into a certain mood and certain seasonal thing as well? It really does. Those apples. Oh, I love apple. I love apple cider. I love hot cider. I love apple spice. I love apple fritters. I, my favorite pie is, well, I, w- I would say blueberry pie or apple pie. The, the best would be a blueberry apple pie. Oh, would that be good? But I love apple cider, apple fritters, those apple cider donuts. Oh, my God. Thank God they don't make them all year. <laughs> but they do help to set the mood. It's amazing how our taste buds help to set the mood. The weather certainly sets the mood. Decorations set the mood, but food is really, uh, it's so, it's got such a hold on us. Our taste buds are really, um, I, I think we underestimate the importance of our taste buds on our behavior, you know, when you think about it. But wow, so I'm I'm right now, this is my time. Uh, I love the autumn weather. I love the look of autumn with all the trees and the leaves. And I love the tastes of autumn. And while I've always loved a nice little, you know, maybe pumpkin ice cream or pumpkin pie and pumpkin yogurt, now, I mean, I can have pumpkin jello pudding, pumpkin Kit Kats, pumpkin Oreos. Pumpkin Twinkies, Pumpkin Kind Bars, the autumnal uh, collection from Krispy Kreme Donuts, a Pumpkin Muffin, Pumpkin Oreos, Pumpkin Goldfish. Here's one that I didn't mention to you before. Pumpkin Spam. 
Can you believe that? They have pumpkin spam. Everybody is getting in on the pumpkin craze. Pumpkin spam. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> but I might have to try it if I see it. So when I go to the store this week, I'm going to be um I'm going to have my regular list, but I'm going to take this list with me and I'm going to make a uh I'm going to go on a little uh adventures tour. I usually try to get in and out of the grocery store. I try to hate going with my wife because um she'll go down every aisle, look at stuff three times, not buy it. I go in, I've got a list. I'm I'm usually in the grocery store maybe 15 20 minutes tops. And if everything that I wanted was in one aisle, I could be done in 5 minutes. <laughs> but I have to physically go through the store and the stores are big and that's the only reason it's taking me 20 minutes because I go right to my aisle. Now I know my store and I know my aisles. I know my lanes. And I go, I don't, I don't look around what's in the aisle. I know that's over there. I go there. I grab it. I throw it in the, in the, in the uh, cart. I'm off to the next aisle. I go right to what I want, grab it, throw it in, right to the next. Boom, boom, boom. There's no browsing. I am not a browser. I have a list. You know I love lists. The ultimate is your shopping list, right? I have my list. I have it with me. So much so that my list was falling apart. And I'm such a creature of habit and usually buy the same things that I actually kind of fake uh, laminated my list because my list was starting to, to get frayed. So I put some thick, clear masking tape. So now it's a little harder to fold. It's on a small thing, but I can fold it. And now it's uh, it's not going to fray. That's my list, my my shopping list. So I go right to every, I know where everything is. I go there and I grab it and I throw it in and I'm I'm out the, by the checkout by in twenty minutes. I'm gone. I'm done. But this week I think I'm, I might have to give myself a little more time because I'm going to be on a hunting mission to see just what they have in terms of the pumpkin spice products. These limited edition things, I'm going to look. I, I mean, I don't, I've, I don't even think I've ever bought Jello pudding. Probably when I was a little kid is the last time I had Jello pudding. But if they have Jello pudding pump, pumpkin spice, or if someone else makes some pumpkin spice pudding that's already made, like snack pack or something, I'd get that. I'd have to try it. So I might actually go to the the Jello pudding aisle, which I don't even know where that is. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know where that is. You know, we don't really buy uh, cookies like that. My wife makes cookies, so we don't, you know, not all the time, but so we don't really buy a lot of store-bought cookies. I'll have to try to find even where the cookie aisle is. I don't even know which aisle the cookie aisle really is, but I'm going to have to look in the Oreo section, definitely, and uh, and see what else is there, too. Who knows? Maybe somebody else got some some cool uh, pumpkin things, too. So it's going to be an interesting uh, shopping week this week and the next couple of weeks as I hunt down. I might have to even go online and order some of these things online, but there's some of these things I want to taste. So if you're a pumpkin fan, the easiest thing is go out there right now. It's available. Get the pumpkin spice glade and start your pumpkin autumnal um, mood. Set the mood initially with the pumpkin spice spray and once your nose starts to get used to that, uh, it will ignite your taste buds. And then you're going to want a nice pumpkin spiced Oreo or some pumpkin jello pudding or some Yo Play pumpkin caramel or Chobani pumpkin spice or a pumpkin Twinkie or a pumpkin Kit Kat. Do they have pumpkin Reese's peanut butter cups? Oh, how good would that be? Or uh, what else we got on here? Oh, yeah, the pumpkin goldfish could be interesting. Might have to try that. I still don't know about the pumpkin spam. <laughs> I don't know about that one. But anyway, I am celebrating the scents of the season. And right now, it's not pine. It's not wood burning. It's pumpkin spice. 
And so ends another episode of Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic. Every Monday, a new episode is posted at WGNRadio.com or wherever you go to find your favorite podcast. We are there. And don't forget, if you like what you hear, tell your friends, tell your family that your favorite podcast is Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic, and it should be theirs, too. Hope you enjoyed episode number 332. I'm Jim Toronto. I ain't here on business. I'm only here for fun. You've been listening to Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic from the end of the web to your screen. Pumpkin Spice.